Welcome, marketing interns. Before we get to this great podcast number 47 with the boys from the back pocket, I want to just talk to you about one of our phenomenal sponsors that has been with us through and through for the last couple months here, MB Outdoors. They are an adventure lifestyle brand uh, aimed at sharing the excursions taken outside the hustle of suburbia. Midwest Backcountry Outdoors has a growing lineup of apparel that shows the connection to its brand values of getting outside and taking the path less traveled. Their efforts to share stories and images of those who live for that next venture is what drives the passion behind their brand. Check them out at mboutdoors.com. And when you're on that website, go ahead and use promo code BACKPOCKET, that's us, B-A-C-K-P-O-C-K-E-T, and we'll give you 15% off any gear, any merchandise on there. They got some sweet hats that I'm wearing right now. They got some quarter zips. They got some shirts. They got all kinds of stuff for you guys. So go on there, check it out. You guys will love it. Now let's roll that intro music. Today is April 30th, and the boys from the back pocket are back. Decal angles, decky dangles. Decal Bojangles, how are we today? Dude, we're great. We're uh, learning out of Parallel Park, and we're just working the angles day in and day out. It's simple as that, but hope all the marketing interns are good. It's April 30th, like you said. we got a massive podcast today. Um, going into the average quality, then we got a little bit of lab work that Andrew and I did, a little collectivism. I don't know if that's even how, what the word is for it, but we're going with it. Then we're going with our annual Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Derby average picks to win. We got a lot of stuff there, and then uh, we'll finish with. Or we have a, a huge guest, the St. Paul boy, Moise. He's an up and coming singer. He's a big dude, really good guy, um, great friend of ours, great uh, teammate at one point. Um, and then we'll finish with, uh, of course, our back end. Um, so, but, but before we get to any of that stuff, the average quality this week, Andrew, what do we got? Our average quality this week has been a journey that we've been through over the past three ish months, maybe a little longer. Um, and it's the signing and negotiating a lease for this new house. I mean, we're trying to find the best new recording studio, but also a decent living arrangements for a great price. So when you're balancing all of that, it becomes a hassle because you're trying to see as many properties as you can. And then you have to put down, if you see one you like, you have to put down like a $20 fee on an application process at minimum. Some of them are ex- most, as expensive as $50, and some of them aren't refundable. So you really have to be savvy with what you go forward with and what you call quits with. Um, there's a lot of, there's like the priorities. There's a, a ranking, obviously, you know, uh, I think for us, location, number one was our biggest priority. We're living in Uptown. Uh, we finally signed, a, uh, pr- we're, we haven't signed the lease, but we're getting there. Uh, location, Uptown, big, big win for us. Second thing, uh, does it have a, sh- a roof? Um, we need that. Uh, third thing, does it have a podcast room? Yes. And is it small enough to uh, trap in the nice audio that we want day in and day out? And going forward, what we learned, natural lighting is one of the most precedent needs in a podcast room. Um, it needs to be close and enc- encapsulated for sound quality, but also natural lighting is just, it enhances the mood. Yeah, and it, it's a must. It's an absolute must. It's non-negotiable. I think we found that. And uh, the, this new Washington 2.0 will be... Uh, something that needs to be talked about on this show when we get there because the biggest improvement between Washington 1 and Washington 2, or you, that you just need, the biggest improvement is required between Washington 1 and Washington 2. So plain and simple. Stay, yeah, plain and simple. And, oh, nice little transition there. Andrew, we have a new uh, saying of the month. Uh, With it being the end of April, we're going to do all of May. All of May, yeah. So we drug out, checks out for, what, uh, six weeks? Six weeks-ish, yeah. yeah. So, again, average quality right there. Uh, not coming up with more uh, sayings of the month every month. But, hey, we're a little late on rent here. Um, and we got a new one for you, plain and simple. Like Andrew just said, it's just going to be a, a great one. I'm excited for it. Say it with all your friends. Say it with all the other marketing interns. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. You know, we started with... I'm not buying it. We went to checks out, and now it's plain and simple, and I'm so excited. It just becomes innate in me by the end of the month, and I am using it probably too much, but it's just fun. It's exciting. I think uh, plain and simple is really good for getting your point across. Like, 
hey, Andrew, I need you to get this done, plain and simple. Or I need you to finish this by this dirt date or this time, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Or, hey, let's go um, Let's go have a blast today, plain, plain and, and simple. simple. You know, easy easy finisher there. Let's go to the lab in downtown Minneapolis, plain and simple. Yeah, and that's a gr- another great transition. You're two for two on transitions today, Andrew. I really like that. You're on your, you're on your game right now. Uh, we have the lab Minneapolis. So this was a great networking opportunity for us. Uh, we, it was a uh, the Lab MPLS or Lab Minneapolis is a um, creative and collaborative company that brings others. They basically do workshops for like artwork and Instagram, but now they have this new uh, seg- side of their business or their lab called Lab for Business. So you go to these different workshops that teach you how to increase your SEO, how to market on social on social media like Instagram, how to uh, you know make it. I don't know if they do how to make a podcast, but they do you know all these different workshops that other other small business owners can show up to and learn something from. So they had this collective where they brought together all these other SBOs, small business owners, um, and they just had we had a blast, great networking opportunity. We saw Eric Dayton talk, and that was sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the uh, thing that I was um, right when we walked in, I mean, you can uh, you can also add to this, Andrew. But the uh, I was in culture shock right away. It was something that I wasn't necessarily prepared. I mean, I had a mental picture of what to expect because it's kind of a hipster, you know, um, pastel colored uh, apparel type mentality. And so I knew when I was going there what to expect. But when you go in there, it's it takes it to another level. You can't really envision how uh, contemporary is that the right word? I don't know. It but, was it, it was kind of fruit cakey. I don't know. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't go that far. No, but I wouldn't like, say it was fruit cakey, but it had some signs of just like your your hips. It's just a hipster place. It was hipster as hell. Yeah. Um, and the reason being, I mean, there were forty different pop up shops, like different little knick uh, knack kind of things um, that all kind of had tied back to Minnesota. And so, right when you walk in, it's like you get this slew of just like girls walking around everywhere, buying like bracelets and charms and like all these crazy different things. I mean, it was cool, like really good opportunity um, for that. But then once you get around that kind of, it's more of a, uh, um, what was it more so like just a, we actually like, we went around a little bit, there's free food, that was sweet. Mm-hmm. And then you go upstairs, you had to really hoof it upstairs. But once you got up there, yeah. that was where they gave the talks. It was like um, a flea market at the bottom, but mm-hmm. it was like nice stuff. Yeah. And then um, you go to the top and there's speakers. It was really cool. It was an awesome event. And how do we take advantage of this event? Um, for starters, I absolutely seize the opportunity to take our new business cards that we just created, and I wanted to put them in every spot that seemed like a most efficient place for someone to be like, oh, this is a great spot for business cards. I like how this one's there. I'm going to grab it, or I'm going to put one down. So we put... On a uh, coffee table. On a coffee table in like a, a... A mailbox. A mailbox, something like that where you could see it in like a holder, and... Uh, we just stuck each of our names, business cards, in every little spot. So. Little nook and cranny, because maybe someone walks by and it's like, uh, oh, wow, what's what's this really cool-looking business card? And it's like, oh, wait, it's the guys from the back pocket. Yeah. Boom, that's how we get our foot in the door. Whenever there was, like, the lineup for the um, speakers throughout the pre- for, throughout the day, yeah. we put our business cards on top of that lineup. So then people had to go through our business card to find who was up next. Yeah, and it's just phenomenal work. I Just a really good idea on your end. Um, we also got to hand out our business cards to a couple people. Mm-hmm. That'll be sweet. Maybe potential podcast guests, um, but we'll let you guys uh, figure that out. We'll we'll come out with that as as we please. Yep. The ball is rolling. The ball is rolling. Definitely. The ball is definitely rolling. A um, lot of good news. Um, and then yeah, we made. Uh, so it's all about the natural light. Is what we found out, Andrew. I think you already referred to this earlier, but it's I, it needs to, to be. It, we needs to be it needs to be noted multiple times in this podcast that natural light is pretty much how you make good Instagram photos. We had one of the best Instagram photos. Uh, this past Saturday, not only because we were smiling, looking good, but we had natural light and just made the Instagram really easy to edit and Mm -hmm. post. And it was very attractive to all our marketing interns. I think why I was smiling and why we were smiling so joyfully was because we saw the natural light beaming on us and we were like, this is going to work out. We actually nailed it this time. Yeah. And you know when you smile and it's like a confident smile because you know you already know what the result is. You're like, yep. oh, this is going to be sick, you know. And so that's that's kind of where we were at on that. Uh, but overall, I was stoked to go to that event and super happy that the back pocket could uh, take an op- seize an opportunity and grow because that's what we're always looking for opportunities to grow. And this was another chance for us to uh, spread our wings and try to figure out how to go about the future. Yeah, and all all kinds of the people there in the same kind of boat as us, trying to get their company to the top. Get their uh, get their name out there and promote themselves. So 
Really good opportunity all around. It was phenomenal. But now let's trap the puck to our annual segment that we do. Andrew and I are super jazzed about it. We're stoked. You stoked? I'm stoked. I'm stoked. It's the Kentucky Derby. It's um, this Saturday at like 2 or 3 o'clock, isn't it? I mean, roughly. I don't know. Yeah, it start, here's the thing. It starts at like 3 o'clock, but the race isn't actually until like 4.30. So just get your bets in and everything mm-hmm. before then. Um, but what we're going to do is, uh, you know, as podcasters, um, and not we're not a sports podcast. Not by any means. And that was one of the things that we kind of struggled with back in the day because we would have all these different sports segments, but like we're, we looked at each other and like, we're not sports guys. I mean, we watch sports, but we don't yeah. talk about sports. So we're kind of overstepping our boundaries a little bit by talking about the Kentucky Derby, but we don't care because it's the Kentucky Derby. Yeah. It's the one thing that we do every year that's just phenomenal. We love horses. We love horses, and I feel like what we told Phil Jow kind of works exactly in the, the Kentucky Derby of trying to be an entrepreneur. You need to have a... Um, when you're when you're networking and mingling, you need to have like the pinkies out, like Kentucky Derby mantra. Yeah, like, like the big floppy hat, the big floppy hat, the country club uh, apparel. Being able to drink scotch and enjoy it. Yep. Um, <laughs> what else? Uh, betting on horses, maybe knowing what, who the horses are, which is exactly what we're gonna do here. Yeah, that's how you get investors. Yeah, that's how you get investors. That's how you make money. That's how you make the dough. So, horse. Here's a horse overview for you. There are. A lot of really good horses out there. I'm looking at our list of horses. It's like 25 horses long, all very good names. The one thing that really sucks is uh, Gronkowski the, is not in, yeah. which sucks. Came down with a fever. Sure. Um, I like to note that when the back pocket goes about picking both personal picks and the podcast pick, we like to look at the odds because when there's odds from 2 to 1 all the way to 100 to 1, and you know we're an average podcast, we believe that the average guys will prevail when the time comes. So um, should we start with our own picks or should we start with the podcast pick? Uh, I want you to intro. Let's intro our own picks, um, individual, just okay. in case the marketing interns want to side with one or the other. Got to give them all kinds of different options. Yep. So I'm going to pick. I'll start. I'm picking 40 to 1 odds, Flame Away. And the reason I picked Flame Away is because the first pet that I ever owned was a hermit crab. And the only pet that I ever owned was a hermit crab. And his name was Fireball. So flame away and fireball, they're going strong together, and I just I feel it. I got the flame; it's ignited in me again. I'm cheering all the way for flame away. That's phenomenal! What a great story. Thank you. <laughs> Shout out Firebolt. Uh, mine, I have. I, I this one's four to one odds, so this is one that most people will probably bet on. Magnum Moon. Um, I just like the uh, alliteration there with two M's. Okay. Um, also, just anything with Magnum in it. I just think uh, is fast. I, I think of fast when I think Magnum. Mm-hmm. Strong. Yep, strong. Uh, moon. I mean, moon's part of our just our Earth. Uh, I like moons. Um, I was listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson the other day, un- kind of unrelated, but actually kind of the reason I picked it was uh, Neil deGrasse talks to like all these like really uneducated people about <clears throat> you know whether like the moon landing was real. You know, like all those stupid conspiracy things. And what Neil deGrasse does is like. He asked them what kind of information or proof that they would need to prove them wrong or to change their mind on that. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know, just the fact that Neil deGrasse was in my mind while I was picking this is probably why I picked the Magnum Moon. Magnum Moon, nice. like that a lot. I'm going to go with uh, an underdog, a, f- a fairly uh, – people probably aren't looking at him too much, but I just love the name, plain and simple. That's why I'm picking him. Free Drop Billy. 50 to 1 odds. I'm taking you. That's sick. Free Drop Billy, not to be confused with the kick drop Murphy's. No, what's the name of the band, the, the Irish band? the the I'm blanking as well. Dropkick Murphys. Okay. That's what it is, not kick This drop. is Free Drop Billy. Free Drop Billy, not to be confused with the Dropkick Murphys. Okay. Um, I have, ooh, I kind of picked another high one, but I really like this one. Uh, Audible, he's 10 to 1 odds, and I just, as a football guy, um, knowing uh, just Audible is really. As a podcaster. As a podcaster, you just got an Audible in life, man. I mean, it's simple as that. Uh, there's nothing's ever really going to go your way. That's mm-hmm. why the the art of the audible is phenomenal. I think Audible's going to be kind of behind at the beginning or something, and then he's going to have to audible. He's going to have to get kick it into high gear, win that race for us, win the race for me. So I'm going to throw him some money on this ten to one odds. Let's go audible. I love that name and I love that pick. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so going forward, Andrew's got Flame Away and Free Drop Billy. Dex got Magnum Moon and Audible. The Back Pocket Podcast has twenty to one odds. My boy Jack. And why do we pick my boy Jack is because I believe in my boy Jack Doomer is one of my favorite marketing interns. So picking my boy Jack as 
our podcast pick is just destiny. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just there. <laughs> it is destiny. It checks out. It checks out. It's plain and simple. I love it. Uh, also, let's not forget, it's the easy, it's easily the best horse to cheer for. When we're at the bar, or we're smoking our cigars or whatever, all we just got to be saying is, That's my boy Jack! Let's go my boy Jack! That's all you have to do. I mean, it's simple as that. And, you know, it's it's that's my boy, comma, Jack. But really, you're saying that's then the horse's name, my boy, Jack. Mm-hmm. So, hey, simple as that. Plain and simple. Let's get it going. My boy, Jack, 20 to 1. Let's throw our money on it. Let's win some. Let's win. We'll win one of these this year. We'll get something. We figure we, if we do this podcast long enough, though, the Kentucky Derby comes around every once in a while. We'll figure it out, right? Yeah. And I, I just love the Kentucky Derby. It's just great camaraderie. Um, but... Through and throughout, uh, thank you for joining join our ride of picking. I hope you guys have great picks because it's just an extravaganza in itself, watching horses, stallions going about a circle. <laughs> sure, man. Sure. So let's track the puck on that. Um, and I say we kick it to our interview. Um, this is a teammate of ours, um, a new entrepreneur. He's been going through the one of the toughest industries as, as an artist, as an, uh, a singer, and it's a trial and error process that we learned from our podcast, and he goes through the same thing um, as a singer, as an artist, and um, I enjoy talking to him here and his side of it. Deck? Yeah, he had some great advice for us. You guys are going to love what he has to say. We also play a little game at the end that goes a little crazy, so uh, get get ready for that. We'll let you guys be the determiner on that. Um, but yeah, let's get to it. Today's guest is a good friend of the program. We uh, we went through the football program with him and became we were teammates, became brothers on the field, and now he is an up and coming artist. And we're here to share his story uh, because it's a great one, and we're uh, we're looking forward to this conversation. So let's welcome Moise. Thank you guys. Yes, Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, not to brag, but you're our first singer on the show. Um, so <laughs> cra- so congratulations to us for getting you on. Yes. And, you know, spreading the wealth. <laughs> we usually get a lot of business people on. We have. Just people from all walks of life, um, but now you're a We're first tapping into the music industry. Yeah, we have to. The door's open, so we're hoping to, the, the floodgates will pour through, and there'll be more <laughs> artists ready to come up and yeah. through this podcast. Um, but you're our first one, mm-hmm. and uh, you're the dearest to our to our podcast, The Back Pocket, so mm-hmm. um, we, well, we have full support of you. Um, but before, or actually, to begin, um, we begin with an average quality. You know, Andrew and I are average. We, uh, we do some things really great. We do some things that are very poor. We're wildly mm-hmm. average, as you know, mm-hmm. as uh, Coach K would like to put <laughs> as the D-line of uh, Concordia, St. Paul. Wildly average. <laughs> That's um, so true. But we'd like to ask you, what's your average quality? My average quality? Yes. Man. Um, how about my below average quality? Okay, hey, go for it. I wasn't really good at science. It just never clicked. Like periodic tables, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I'm right there with you. That stuff was right over my head. Fugazi, Fugazi. Just just, just too much for me. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty good at science. I like to think I was good at science at one point in my life. Um, being an engineer, you have to be kind of good at science. Right. Do you at least believe in science? Like, do you believe in oh, climate change? Yeah. Well, Even though you weren't good at yeah. science? Yeah, okay. I believe in it. Because, you know, there are people out there that uh, I assume all the climate change deniers out there were really good at theology and not good at science. I'd assume that's probably right. What's beneficial for this program is I'm not good at science, and he is. So at the end of the day, the, between the two of us, we're pretty average at science. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not good at writing, but Andrew is. So that's there, another there we are. Yep. <clears throat> um, so, now, yeah, like we said before, like you're in the, you're in the recording game now, not to brag. Um, you're on Spotify. Like Are you on SoundCloud as well? Yeah. Um, how can we find you on Spotify and SoundCloud? Spotify? You should just be able to search my first name. Moise, M-O-I-S-E? Yeah, we love nice. Spotify. Just, awesome. They got their search figured out. Yeah. SoundCloud? I think you'll be able to find me if you search my name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're, you're, all, you're all in on Spotify right now. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, gotcha. I'd like to ask that process of getting on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. we're working yeah. on that right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, where you want to start. Like, just how do we do it? Because we need to get, we want to well, get. We, our are, pod- we applied to be on there. I don't know. I think they looked at our podcast and were like, "Not yet, fellas." Yeah. Okay. Down. But we don't know yet. I think it might be different for podcast versus artists. Okay, sure. But I feel like as a podcast, you might be able to just like finesse it, like mm-hmm. set it up as an artist account. Mm-hmm. Um. My distributor is DistroKid. Okay. You've heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, probably like the best one. There's yeah. TuneCore, DistroKid, maybe a couple other ones. And that's the one that just, it. Uh, you put all your information on there and then they just distribute out to as many people. It's mm-hmm. like a monthly subscription or something. Yep, or, monthly, yeah. actually yearly subscription. Yearly, okay. It's like 
it ranges from like 10 bucks for like the light version, 35 premium, and then they're like, there's another step up. So like, it's affordable. Yeah. Like, you'll make for that sure. money back. Okay, that's awesome. And they just took care of everything for you? Yeah, dude, you just... So basically, you upload your song, and then you get to like, check the box on what uh, uh, services it goes to, like Apple Music, Spotify. Um, so you do that, then I'll send it. And most likely, your song will get approved, your content will get approved, and then within, you know, however you want it to launch, your yeah. your song, your podcast will be up there. Sweet. So that's, that's awesome. Smooth. On there, is it just the latest stuff you came out with, or is it the stuff that you were doing during college as well? Um, is right. that Wildfire, Wildfire Flower the first one? Yeah, Wildfire was the first, like, that was like the first step into like the streaming services mm-hmm. like before i just put it strictly on soundcloud on gotcha. youtube yep. yeah but now like with my upcoming releases like yeah that's you the way to go it's the way okay. to go right on cool um so before we get into all your singles and all the things that you've come out with recently um we want to know um exactly where did you find the passion for music mm-hmm. and producing music yeah that's a great question um Honestly, it goes way, way, way back. Okay, sweet. I'd probably say the first time I really got the itch for, like, music was hmm, probably when I was, like, seven, six years old. Uh, we have, a like, close family friends that live in Iowa, and their dad is, like, super music head, like Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson, anything you want to know. He's got, like, a, a collection of DVDs and music just in his basement. So, me and my cousins would always just go through that back in the day when, like, you had to go on VHS, like, yep. put it in, and actually watch the music videos. Um, and we just, like, sing the songs, learn the songs, Michael Jackson, all that. And then, like, we'd perform it for our parents, like, at night. Because no we thought we were, like, the Jackson 5. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So, <laughs> so, that's really, like, when I started getting the itch. And, like, it was just, like, for fun. Yeah. Then from there, like, I, did the, I started doing the trumpet in fifth grade. Okay. Nice. So that's when it started, like, okay, learning how to do music and yeah. make music. Um, and didn't actually make my first song until I was, like, a freshman in high school by accident. Really? Yeah. My neighbor, he was a couple years older than me, and he rapped. Um, just by hanging out with him and being there all the time, he's just like, yo, you just want to try doing this? Like, it's not hard. I know he liked music, so um, he just, like, gave me the mic said what do you what song you want to cover what do you want to do it was yeah. like um some usher song and we did that put some auto tune on it then maybe like a week later put it up on myspace or facebook or something okay and then from that people were like yo this is actually kind of cool like you should keep doing it and then that's when i started writing my own stuff and like actually just starting to put it together just mm-hmm. like the right pieces on. so what is it like to write music because i know that's i mean that's a pretty obvious question like, no but how, i was gonna ask that too right yeah. okay yeah, how does how does that work like do you think of the beat first and then the writing or do you write and then go put it to the beat um i think that's something that always changes especially as i'm getting like better at it when i first started i didn't know how to make beats i barely know how to record myself so i had to like go on youtube and search like just find beats just scrape for beats right. and something that was like what i wanted the sound right um, and then, like, fast forward to, like, recently now where, you know, I can actually play guitar, I can actually, you know, put together a drum loop, um, and I have friends that also help me out, so it's, like, now building a song from the ground up when I'm by myself, so it's, like, I mean, when you're making a song, you're, you're writing it, in essence, like, no, oh, that's a good way to put it. You're, when you're playing it, you're writing a song, mm-hmm. right, like, versus, versus, like, writing pencil, pencil and paper, right. so I think both ways, just whatever happens yeah because i i'm creating these like travel videos sometimes with the gopro doing some like crazy ski trip and stuff you do the travel video Mm -hmm. and as i'm like thinking i'm like oh this would be a sweet song if i were to go down this runway this way and like hopefully there'd be like a drop at this point and like that's like the creation of trying to time up like a drop in a music with the adventure of skiing or like going to Aruba. Um, going to Aruba. Like By the way, this break. is a good time to plug. You made a phenomenal 17-minute-long spring break video from last year. So. 17 It was like a little short film almost. <laughs> but, sick, uh, what did you put up on? It's uh, I just only on my laptop. It's just... Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the creation that I don't feel comfortable sharing. Okay. Um, I mean... 
the guys have. I mean, you could easily post it. You have it. You yeah, could post it. True. But uh, um, it's fun. You know, like you're going through that process of like trying to time things up. You're timing up the words to a certain beat. Yeah. Um, and it's tricky, but it's it's like something that you're really listening close. You have a, have a really good ear for it. Um, how were you able to like develop that ear? Was it just trial and error or <sighs> to take classes or anything? Trial and error. Yep. Trial and error. I think that's the best way to learn. Like exactly how you're saying it. Like literally you just work on something and it may never see the light of day, mm. but like that's another step towards like maybe getting close to that product or that video or song that will be the one. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of like this notes, a lot of, it's a lot of just like being in my room by myself. And just figuring out, figuring it out, the stuff that people don't see, man. I mean, I think that's the one thing about musicians that's crazy. Like, if you look at Hendrix or any of the really famous guitarists, like those guys dedicated their lives to playing guitar, and mm-hmm. like you, the output is how they played, and some of that stuff is just so unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's really cool about artists is like you can really see the work they put in behind closed doors you know mm-hmm. like you can see Kanye West put out his new album I think he's got a new one come out in June yeah. but you'll see but that's all you see you, but you and his product is all based on the stuff that he's been doing for the last two or three years mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> it's a process yeah for sure so with um, like you transitioning in you were playing football and and having music at the same time mm-hmm. during that time what was the main priority <laughs> <laughs> the main priority during that time I, I would like to say I was good at balancing it. Sure. Um, but always in the back of my mind, yeah. music was definitely, yeah. You knew I, football wasn't going to be forever. Yeah, <laughs> football wasn't going to be forever. I, I wasn't going to go to the NFL. <laughs> like, I, I think in terms of, like, the long scheme of things, like, music was definitely that. But yeah. don't tell Coach K. I know. <laughs> <laughs> he only had one season of with the podcast because it was past uh, – um, this past fall, but there were some times where I was like, I don't like, just give me to the podcast room. Let me just wrap out a podcast. Like <laughs> I'm done with this Wednesday practice. That's how it goes. Yeah. Man. There's those days where you just like, ah, I'd rather be, you know, making a song or just chilling. Yeah. <laughs> making a sandwich and just watching TV. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny cause like now it's spring's coming around for a second time. Mm-hmm. We're not playing spring ball anymore. This is our first time through it. You're this is like your second now. Second, yep. So um just seeing that like kind of process, like it's cold outside and like you see the boys grinding outside in the snow and you're like, you know, this is not as bad as I thought. You know, yeah. like I'm I'm sitting here grinding like I'm a podcaster now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a musician. I just think it's really cool to like be able to you know, be able to look back on it and say you did it mm-hmm. and, and are thankful that you're not doing it right now. Exactly. Know? So and, and like you guys <clears throat> Oh, like what we have in common is we have something like to look forward to. Like that wasn't it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, it keeps you going. For sure. Yeah. And then throughout those four years, what do you think helped you most with playing football and bringing that to the music industry? Man, so much. Um, I think for sure, like being prepared. Like Coach Crusoe had us, oh man, Coach Crusoe had us getting uh, mentally prepared for like games. Riding the bus on to Monday. the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we watched video of, like, the trip to Eau Claire. Yep. Every, bef- that was our first game of the year before every, uh, that week, that week one. That camp, yeah. Yeah, we watched that video, and it's like, okay, you know what's exactly going to happen. I think that preparation, like, in advance, especially with music, like, if you're going to do a show, like, being able to have my stuff down and have the band stuff down, a month in advance, like, getting prepared, mm-hmm. which is what Coach Crusoe and his staff do. Like, I, I think you, you kind of turn into a coach, almost. Um, For sure. Definitely in that, in the discipline, just staying, like, just focus, laser focus. Absolutely. Yeah. I think what the uh, Scooters live show would help us is we knew what to expect. Like, I think if someone were to come in as podcasters and go in there that didn't know what St. Thomas Scooters Thursday night was like, they would have struggled big time because yeah. we we went in there and we knew that people were going to be talking the whole time. They were going to be talking, eating their chicken tenders and mozzarella sticks, mm-hmm. and like we would be the background entertainment. We they didn't come for us. We had to figure out how to make them come to us the next time. Yeah. You know, like what what's the, what's going to be the next thing that they're going to hear or say something that really catches their attention. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If it's for that split second or for a ten minute segment, yep, we won. I'm curious. Have you played in like new venues that you haven't ever been in prior to like? 
Yeah, yeah, every venue I've played in hasn't been the same one, like uh, 7th Street, which is uh, part of First Ave. Yeah. Like, I never performed in there. Um, like, I performed in the Urban Outfitters last year. Okay. Like, a retail store. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what's the, what's the, what's been your favorite place to perform so far? So far? Definitely uh, First Ave. There was just Ave. a vibe, there was just yeah. an energy. Mm-hmm. First Ave is so cool. Just yeah. like, it's such a small venue, but it's just so, like, so rich in history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, yeah, just the vibe there can't, can't, can't be beat. Beat. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. How about the most difficult to actually, like, feel the crowd and see, are they, like... Are they listening to Yeah, you? what's, <laughs> what's most, this crowd's venue? Most difficult... Huh, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, probably maybe the maybe the plump show I did, and that was also just because like we didn't have great sound then. We were just doing that for fun. Yep. Yeah. Like, you know, end of the school year, just like let's do the show. Yeah. Um, and people were there for like getting drinks and turning up, and some people were there to see us play. So yeah. I think that was definitely like one of the tougher ones. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the time that. People come to see us. That'll be fun. Like yeah. when they when we have a show and they're coming because our name's on the billboard or something like that. Yeah. Something to look yep. forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know you have a really cool story. We've talked about this before on like um, a really pivotal moment in your music career so far. Um, and that was when you met the guy from Germany. Is that when you met him? Or oh, would yeah. you say that's the one of your most pivotal moments in your definitely? Music yeah, yeah. Okay. The color thing was definitely yeah, the color thing. So how can you walk us through like how that all kind of came to be and what the product was? Yeah. Um, so that um, that happened around the time I put out Wildflower. So I was like around this time last year, like May. Mm-hmm. I put it out, then maybe like two weeks later, I got. Uh, this girl named Flo, she followed me and then emailed me. Um, and at first I wasn't, like, going to do anything about it. But then I, like, just did some digging, just more clicking. And I found out, oh, she's part of Colors. And then... Uh, and Colors is, like, a music video producer? Uh, Colors is, like, a multimedia focus on music and fashion based in Berlin. Um, small group. I think they just reached a million subscribers on YouTube. Wow. Um, and yeah, the their content's pretty simple. Just like have an artist, they play their song, and there's like a green screen, and uh, they put a color behind you. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's it. But they have good uh, good ear and good taste for music, and mm-hmm. then just looks good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she heard that song and was like, yo, like if you ever find yourself like out in Europe, like we should make it happen. Lo and behold, uh, my family's going out there to Italy to visit my uncle and I was like going on the trip I was like yeah I'll make a week in Berlin so I ended up doing that um went to Berlin invited my friend Will who helped me make wildflowers so we did that and uh yeah that was definitely like a pivotal moment yeah um and how did you meet Will he's your guitarist is that right Mm mm-hmm how did you Um, meet him through SoundCloud it's like I don't even I don't even remember initially how it was but I think I just heard a song by him, and it was just, like, a track with no um, vocals on it. I was like, yo, this is this is sick. Who is this kid? Uh, just messaged him. Just showed love, like, like your stuff. Showed love back, and then from there, we just kind of became friends. And then I think Wildflower was, like, the second song he ever sent me, like, that he was starting on. And mm-hmm. was, as soon as I heard it, went on the mic, and that chorus, like, came to me right away. Really? And then... Yeah, from there, we just kept in contact. Uh, is Will from here? No, he's from the UK. No way. So yeah. you hooked up with a guy from the UK <laughs> in inter- Berlin to record. <laughs> the internet, yeah. That's, That's crazy. We're, we're still in contact. Um, nice. Still got some more stuff lined up. So was that like the first time you met him was in Berlin yeah. to record that? Face, music? To, face to face, yeah. No way. Yeah. That's so wild. Cool. Like we stayed in a hotel room together too. Just, yeah. That's It was uh, fun. That was That's really cool. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so through the process... Um, there are obviously going to be some setbacks. Yeah. A lot, and sometimes the setbacks are what helps kickstart something that you didn't see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say there is a or there was a moment during the process of getting to where you are today that you like, damn, I, that was like that was a big time failure. Something helped or helped out. Yeah, uh, definitely. When I was starting off, uh, when I was starting off, like the whole like putting a like webcam of you doing a cover of a song. Like, it was super hot. Like, everyone was doing that. Yeah. 
And in the middle of, like, doing my own, writing my own stuff, I was also like, hmm, let me try this, like, get a webcam and just go in my parents' basement and just, like, sing songs. Well, I did probably, like, ten of them or something and put them on, like, private on YouTube, and they're still on private and never put them out. Just because, like, I knew they weren't that good. Yeah. And I did, however, put out one. And all my friends flamed me. (laughs) All my friends flamed me. It was bad. I was, like, in the mirror in the bathroom, and I had my phone. Uh, I forget even what song I covered. Honestly, it was it was it was so bad. So I was like, wearing like yeah by Usher. No, it was it was something like that. Mm-hmm. Just like so, imagine you know the mirror selfies. So oh, yeah, imagine yeah, yeah. that and a dude singing. Yep. Like bruh. <laughs> tough to watch. Tough tough to watch. But I posted it. Thought it was cool. Yep. Hundred percent confident in it. Hundred percent confident. Got flamed, and I didn't really think too much of it. I was mm-hmm. like, oh. I just kind of shrugged it off. I got tough skin. I shrugged yeah, it off. Yeah, sure. And now looking back, I'm like, yeah, that was trash. <laughs> was, what was I thinking? What yeah. was I thinking? And, and thank God I didn't put out the rest of those like covers that I was doing. But you know, it's something I learned from. And definitely from there kind of, yeah, if, if I didn't go through that, yeah, who knows where I'd be. Absolutely. So, That's a good one. Um, um, go ahead. Yeah, so speak. Going off like kind of your biggest failure, or I don't know, that might not be a failure, maybe just an embarrassing moment. But right. what was, uh, what has been your biggest success so far biggest success i think whenever i just put something out and people like it like every time that feeling from that Mm -hmm. i think those are all just like just wins like make me feel good nice um so i i I think that's yeah there's something to it when you just hear any type of feedback um like when we hear something from mrs doomer texting us about hey we listen to your show while I was walking my dog this morning wow, and yeah. like you you provide you provide me like 45 minutes of like smiles and, yeah. I, and we we're like hell yeah like or, we, that's someone we just never expected would have listened to our podcast mm-hmm. and she sent something like that yeah what I've found too is um and I'm sure you've found this really surprising too is the people who like don't <coughs> like your stuff or don't interact with you the things you post on a daily basis or however often but then you'll see them and like someone that you like you keep track of that stuff and then someone will come to you and be like hey dude and they'll talk about whatever like haven't seen them like three months haven't seen them like three months and then they'll that's exactly they know exactly what was going on like i just there was like some freshman kid that i hadn't seen since like the day we lost in football Mm -hmm. and he was like hey how'd your live show go i was like (laughs) good man thanks like yeah had no idea though like you know you don't know when instagram tells you like you're reaching out to a thousand people you kind of just shrug that number off because you're like okay, a thousand people on Instagram, really? Like, I don't think that's really the case. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there is some validity in that number. Like, there are people that see it, and then they document it in their brain, but they just don't interact with it or do anything with it. That's that's very true. But, like, as you said, when they see you in person, they're able to, like... I think that's even more than a like. Like, even yeah, more it than, is, like, for a sure. retweet or anything. Like, when someone comes up to you... Yeah. 100%. All of that. Hearing back from, again, like, parents is cool, and then buddies from back home even like you coming in and be like yo how was the live show it's like people are following no matter what you think and what the numbers say it's gonna it's the word of mouth is more powerful than the numbers you'll receive through any type of social media yeah. um, mm-hmm. because people are talking people will just say hey, you guys see moist like uh, through the football you, you put out wildfire was it wildflower wild, wildflower <laughs> sorry was it after um you played or were you still playing Oh, um, that was like when you guys were in spring ball. That was like May fifth. Yeah. Okay, May 5th, yeah, it was, I remember because when you put it out, because um, even the coaches were talking about it, and we were at, like crazy. free practice. I, don't know if I ever <laughs> told you that. Yeah, I was like, I was like, hey, Coach K, like you like, uh, do you hear Moise's new song? <laughs> Just like effing Ralph. I'm like expecting to like have to tell Coach K that you like started making music or whatever. Uh-huh. It's like, oh yeah, I heard it, yeah. and I was like, no way. And I was like, what'd you think? He goes. He's like, it's pretty lit. <laughs> I was like, that's sweet. He goes, I don't like, I don't like Moise as a, as a, as a singer. Like, I don't, I don't like that kind of music, but it's lit. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's when you know you do, you, that's when you know, like that, see that, yeah, that's like. That's uh, a story to hold on to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no like matter someone what. Someone who like literally listens to like metal and like screamo type. I don't think he listens to screamo, but just like oh, metal. Yeah, and, yeah, he for sure does. Spain is like Like headbanging music and he's got this moist like smooth jazz R&B mm-hmm. coming in through the mic. Yep. And he said it's it was awesome. lit. Wow. <laughs> he said it was lit though. I thought that was great. <laughs> wow. 
Um, so I guess what, what's your big plan going forward now? What's, uh, I mean, you're now a year out of school. You're, mm-hmm. you're working on the side, right? Yeah. Um, I'm working at KPMG. Cool. I attend there like summer 2016. Right. Just started in January. Nice. Um, cause I've, I finally, I finally finished school in December. Right. So, so you couldn't like work for them during that time. Yeah. So like, yeah. yeah so yeah. like, yeah, kind of doing that transition phase between being in school and working and yeah, making yeah. things happen. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like semi looking forward to it, but at the same time I'm kind of nervous because like, it's like such like a strange period. Yeah. Like, it's like, don't really know what to plan in your head because mm-hmm. like the next day is not totally planned out, but um, it'll be not with school being done. Closing the book on that, I'm excited for like just like getting that over, getting with. that over with, yeah. and taking the next step. When do you guys uh, start like working or figured it out? I start like <coughs> right after I graduate, not really? like right way, but like first week of June, I think, is my first week. Okay, so yeah, okay. I'm just gotta go. I'm on the job hunt. Okay, <laughs> it's good. a real thing. Okay, good, good. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I wouldn't, yep. I wouldn't stress it at all though. <laughs> you'll, you'll find something. Absolutely, June. That's quick though. Yeah, I just, I mean, I. Andrew, we had Andrew's dad on the show, like, for our first um, interview of the season. He was just, like, um, when he was leaving or when he was graduating, he just really was itching to get right into work. And I think that's kind of where I'm at, too, where it's, like, I just want to get started because mm-hmm. I know it's going to be a thing for the rest of my life anyways. Mm-hmm. And I also know, like, it's easier to plan things out, too. And I'm not necessarily a planner, but I like to be able to say, if someone asked me, like, hey, you want to go to something in August, like, I want to at least know what I'm doing at that point, and, like, mm-hmm. I know if I can take off work or whatever, and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of plan things out for sure, um, for longer, long-term things, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, mm-hmm. um, but I guess, back to my question, like, so what is your plan going forward with the, uh, your music and producing? Yeah, so, um, getting up to drop a single, at least first week of May, so that's nice. exciting. First week something, of May. Yeah, something Breaking new. Breaking news. Check in on Spotify, because <laughs> that'll be a single release. Something mm-hmm. new. Uh, this past weekend, we just wrapped up shooting my first music video slash film. It's a short film. No way. The hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but we just wrapped it up. Really? Yeah. So were you behind um, the actual like production, or are you just more of the, the voice and the face? Uh, everything. Everything, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it was really myself a director and a cinematographer, two guys that go to MCAD, um, just kind of made it happen. We started scheming on this since, like, December. Wow. But getting the plot down, getting the locations and the, the budget, mm-hmm. like, for all that, um, didn't finally start happening till like, this month. Sure. And we shot in the blizzard. <laughs> Not oh, ideal what? weather, but, mm-hmm. man, we made three days of shooting happen in two days. It was, it was really? the hardest thing I've ever done. Damn. Really? What's so hard about it? Like, what, I mean, you don't have to give too much away. Your podcast is going to be out on August, or April 30th, so. Yeah. I mean, when are you yeah. releasing your short film? Um. Well, the song will come out first, and yeah. then. I, we haven't even, like, touched the footage yet. We're taking a break, because this whole last weekend was just committed to, like. Yeah. Getting killing. it done. Yeah. So, kind of getting out of that mindset but um the hardest thing was just like having enough time in the day because obviously like we did some shots outside and some shots inside mm-hmm. so just having to plan like we really had to be on our stuff yeah. but also we're working with technology and that can sometimes go wrong mm-hmm. so we know we know the drill on that yeah like right now the gopro is uh, frozen no it's sd card is full of memories which i forgot to clear it so <laughs> We got the first. We got the first eleven minutes. Yeah, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. At least we have Maddie here. Thank you, Maddie, for being here um, and recording stuff. <laughs> we appreciate it. So we know we know the but troubles with just, technology, just yeah. like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's just, like stuff like that. And um, yeah, just putting it together a team. Like we had, like some of your friends, as you'll see in the video, are part of it. Yeah. So some people you know, some people I know. Just organizing that was really hard too. Yeah. I saw a TK in one. It might have been your snap store. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that in the grocery store? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to see what yeah, that's all about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, ah uh, man. I'm excited to put it together, but it's yeah. it. Yeah. I hear you about taking a breather, like putting all your energy into something, and then being like, I'm exhausted. Let's get to the editing in like two weeks or a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just need a breathe. But that's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So can you tell us like anything about the short film? Anything? Uh, uh, like the yeah. plot line? Yeah, yeah. I What's guess. this plot line looking um, like? I've told this a couple of times, but imagine 101 Dalmatians, right? Um, it's me, 
and a dog. And my dog gets stolen by a Cruella character. Okay. Mm. Um, and then from there it comes like a chase, trying to find him. And then uh, maybe I do find him, maybe I don't find him at the end. Ooh, I like, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it has a whole plot. Mm-hmm. And it's sick. and doesn't really go with... Uh, it does go with the song, but... It's just it's just an extension of the song, like kind of a different interpretation. So. Yep. Right on. So, so are you trying to do a lot more of those short films kind of with your singles that you released? Is that kind of like a part of your marketing tactic, or is this just something creative that you thought of? That was something I created. Yeah, like I created and I thought of. Like if it happens to go well, you might see more. But yeah. mm-hmm. I, it's not something like I'm consistently writing like scripts and stuff. Like I'm mostly focused on the music. Right. And then... Maybe at some point, but this will be like a first taste of that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great idea. Me too. And I love, like, that's, I, I, I know we can continue to compare, like, what we've been doing with what you've been doing, but that's what, 100% what we, the podcast is about. It's yeah. like putting something out there and maybe it sticks. Like, we'll do a new segment and then we'll hear back, like, no feedback. And <laughs> we'll be like, okay, maybe that wasn't the best segment. And then we'll do something else and, like, three or four people will be like, hey, that was funny. Maybe you should do that again. Or like the live show. We don't do live shows. We are fully recording. Like you don't do music videos. This is the first time you ever did a music video or a mm-hmm. short film. Um, so And you're just testing the waters. Mm-hmm. Getting Why your not? name out there. Why not? I mean, that's totally what an entrepreneur that's trying to start his brand, start a brand that's him. Yeah. Is t- trial and error. <laughs> trial and error. Back strikes and gutters, about, ups yeah. and downs. Yeah, I mean, that's the, way the, that's the way the... The cookie crumbles on this one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got a hundred percent. That's how it goes. Uh, so I guess going off that, any advice for people like us that are following their passion? What would you say to them? Um, advice: the trial and error. Just mm-hmm. accept it. Like some things are gonna stick, some things are not, and be able just to like move on from it, but also learn from it. I think that's definitely key. Um, and seek advice. Be open to advice. Um, and even if you gotta like force it to someone to get their advice, do that because yeah. otherwise, you're not gonna keep growing. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, I think those two. If you do those two, and your content's good, worry about the content. Yeah, mm-hmm. first yeah. off, worry about the content. Yep. <laughs> it's all about the content. It's all about the content. You can't you can't fake content. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Speaking of content, um, I'm wearing a shirt you gave me. Yeah. Oh, it's the Saint Paul boy, it looks and good. on the back. Is you <laughs> allegedly right? It's you. Yeah, that's me. That's okay. Me, yeah. Um. So where did this idea come from? What's Saint Paul Boy all about? Um. That. So Saint Paul Boy. I've been living in Saint Paul. I was born in Saint Paul right for on. a while, and I feel like my music, you know, could kind of, you know, if people say what's good about Saint Paul, what's up with Saint Paul? Hopefully someday people will be able to reference my work. So just tying sure. those two together, I feel like not too many people put on mm-hmm. for. This city, St. Paul. I mean, most people claim Minneapolis. I was yeah. gonna say, so you're not you're not claiming Twin Cities. You're not claiming Minneapolis. You're St. Paul, Saint which Paul. is yeah. which is sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I think you're right. Not many people choose to go that route. It's usually like a Twin Cities type thing, mm-hmm. or Minneapolis. I, I don't know why. I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, who's I like a, the vibe who's of a Minneapolis Paul rapper that I just saw. Oh, I went to the T Wolves Nuggets game. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm a Nuggets fan, so that was tough. But POS was there. Okay. Do you know who P.O.S. is? I've heard, the, I've heard the name, yeah. Oh, my God. He said he was a Minneapolis rapper and, like, so poorly represented the city of Minneapolis by P.O.S. I just, Did he perform it? Yeah. Oh, it was just bad. I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if he was... I, no, he, he was bad. Oh, okay. Uh, but Skizzy Mars, Minneapolis? <laughs> no, no, Skizzy Mars is from okay. like, New York, I think. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> nice try, though. I don't know. I, he's come here. He comes here, like, every year. He rolls People through. People love him so around here. Okay. <laughs> Kenny <laughs> just needs Minneapolis though. <laughs> you know, like I don't know, POS was just bad. So yeah. I'm glad you're a St. Paul guy. You can at least you know hold that over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what was I gonna say? Uh, oh no. Something about POS? No, definitely not about. We're done with the POS. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's um, trap the puck on that. Man. Yeah, yeah, I'll 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 think of it. Um, so oh, I guess we already kind of talked about the live show. Um, but. You know, you're, you're probably going to be start performing live a lot more. This is a big part part of, like, who you are, what you're going to be start doing. Mm-hmm. What um, has been, like, a two, th- two roses and a thorn of performing live? What does that mean? Two roses, like, good things. Yeah, it's like two compliments and a... 
and uh, a bad thing. And a bad thing. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. okay. We're just big two rows. We love asking that question, and we love hearing people be like, "I don't know, what are you saying?" And then we like explaining it. Two rows in a thorn. Um, the good thing about it, it lets you see who's a fan of your stuff. Mm-hmm. You like you're face to face. You're in the same room. They could see you. You yeah. could see them. Genuine interaction. Yeah. Um, second thing, I think it's fun. It's just like it's a lot of fun. Just that anxiety slash the butterflies and yeah. you need to go through that every once in a while, right? Yeah, just lock in. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially when you're not like for us football guys, like you get that when you're playing. Yeah. But then like now it's like totally it's it's a totally different feeling than when you're playing actually. Okay. Um, because for me singing like that's like it's just really like intimate like. A just vulnerable. 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 That's a perfect word yeah. for it. When you're yeah. playing football, you just you're, you're one of the guys out there. Yeah, you're one of the guys. You yeah, got, I can you got hide. ten guys behind you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and a lot of times it's not even like you per se when you're on the football field too. I mean, it's a it's a team, right? You're mm-hmm. representing a team. You're like, yeah, maybe you got, you're the one who scores a touchdown. You're the one who gets a sack, but mm-hmm. um, and you get that spotlight for two seconds. But when you're singing or when you're performing, that's it's all eyes on you, man. Like, yeah, you're. Our feelings and how we're feeling is strictly based on you. Exactly. Yeah, like it's 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 hard, <laughs> it's hard to like think about it that way, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, those are sort of the expectations you kind of put on yourself. Sure. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, I, I haven't done a show this year yet. Um, I'm actually my first shows this year are going to be in London. I'm doing two shows in London no in, in June. And uh, yeah, I haven't. Probably by the time this podcast comes out, people will know. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, um, breaking news on that. Yeah, so I'll be my. That, I'm doing that, and I think I'll have some more thorns and uh, roses so for you by the, yeah, yeah. By, yeah, with that one, and then we'll get you back on. Huh? Yeah, when I come back, do more shows in Minnesota. So I'm kind of like itching for that. Yep. Yeah. Why? So when's your when uh, when's your first show in London, or like when do you um, go on that tour? Uh, June 12th and June 13th. So it's back to back. Gotcha. Uh, nights. Are you playing with Will again? Yeah, me and Will. Nice. Um, we're currently trying to find like someone who can play keyboards while I'm out there too. Okay. So right now it's just gonna be two guitars and maybe backing track. Okay. So I'm still figuring that out. That's right what I'm busy with now. And then you're coming back to Minnesota one. Uh, to perform? Are you gonna perform? Minnesota? Oh yeah, in the summer? yeah, yeah. In the summer, man. Sweet. I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. For some reason, it was easier to get shows out in London than <laughs> than it's that's, been here right now. Shocking. Oh. Yeah, yeah, very shocking. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm confident. Last summer I did like three shows last summer, so definitely gonna try to like double that or something. Right on, sweet. We know uh, Lorch uh, mm-hmm. just got a keyboard. Ah, uh, Lorch, <laughs> pack your bag. <laughs> pack your bag. Go to the UK. And I see uh, Steve out there with uh, a yeah. guitar. Guitar. Now, pack your bags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Um, I think with the Lorch playing a keyboard transitions perfectly to yeah. uh, game. Little game, game alert, alert. game alert. Okay, um, Maddie, make sure you're recording this. By the way, yeah, this is uh, make sure the shots right. We'll give you some time. Um, but uh, Moist, <clears throat> it's game time. I don't even know if this is a game. We just this is the time. This is a segment show. where we lock in more than the rest. And this is the time we're gonna have to lock in more than we've ever locked in before. <laughs> because um, for all the listeners out there, um, we do our research and we know Moist has a good voice, <laughs> a great voice, <laughs> a great voice. Yes, um, that could be a tagline. Hi, my name's Moist. I got a good voice. There it is. Sure. That's kind of, that didn't land as well as I thought. Anyways, um, we're going to reenact the Step Brothers scene um, when they're in the car. Uh, it's They're in the car and they are singing Sweet Child of Mine. Mm-hmm. Andrew and I, we're going to bring you in, Moist, and then uh, we'll let you take the first verse. Okay. And then we'll wrap it up with the chorus. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I am so down. Okay, uh, we'll lead you in. Are we good, eh? Oh, my gosh. All right. Not me. Yep. Ha 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 yeah, it's recording. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, I just gotta make sure. All right, ready? She's got a smile, it seems to me. Oh, wait. Reminds That's me the wrong of version. Childhood <laughs> memories. 
Where everything was as fresh as the bright blue sky. sky. Now and then when I see her face, she takes me away to that special place. And if I'd stare too long, I'd probably break down and cry. My name is Derek and I can sing ha, 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 like this. <laughs> oh, sweet child of mine. I think we crushed it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we crushed it, <laughs> but we tried. <laughs> the studio audience. Yeah. yeah. Like... Oh, I'm man. I'm red in the face we after that it. one. Singing is way harder than I thought. I thought, we, I thought I put the wrong, uh, what you call it on there, too? The wrong lyrics? Yeah. I, I think that's the right lyrics. That's the first verse, right? Uh, that, I thought so. If, it is. Yeah, it felt right. Okay. Yeah, it felt right. We felt right. Okay. I freaked out. Sorry. I lashed out. Yeah. I'm sweating. Yeah, I'm like, I feel a whole. Yeah, I, there's not even a crowd here, and I. Yeah, where's the fan? All right, let's trap the puck on the game. Um, I think I think we accomplished, or we brought light that uh, Declan and I don't aren't singers. We have no rhythm. We have dance moves though. We're we can dance. We're podcasters, and we can dance. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. says backup dancers anytime. We'll bring the house. Down. Yeah, we'll be the backup dancers. Hey. We'll throw that out there. Um. <laughs> Should we uh, should we wrap it up? Should we close with our two final questions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, this we asked two final questions. We ask, uh, what is your bar story, and what did you learn today? We'll start with the bar story. Okay. So uh, Andrew and I are pretty good at setting the scene for people who are podcasters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we uh, so imagine yourself. You're sitting. Uh, you're blowing off steam after work. Mm-hmm. It's a happy hour at Tiff's. So I'm like four four thirty five. You know, um, and someone comes up next to you. Um, you guys are just sitting there chilling. Uh, you know, nothing, nothing too crazy, but uh-huh. you, you can't just not talk to the guy. Like you have to say something, right? Uh-huh. Um, what kind of story or what are you going to say to this person? Um, that's kind of unique to keep him interested. And then something about yourself. Okay. All at once, like I'm, I'm saying what's up and I'm giving yeah, them. It's a, this would be like a, this would be like you, you, you know, you break the ice with a what's up. How you doing? Uh, but okay. then like. You're trying to get something hey, out of it. Picture this guy, like, he's, like, leaning on the bar, he looks over you, takes a sip of his beer, and he's like, how's it going? Mm-hmm. You respond, Go, doing well, how's your day? And then he's like, I see, tell me a little bit about, about yourself. <laughs> something okay. weird like that. Yeah, and then you got a story. Is that St. Paul boy? If he asked me to tell him a little bit about myself, I'd probably just say, um, kid from around here, uh, went to St. Thomas, right down the, the down street. The street mm-hmm. Um... Uh, make music and then he might say oh what kind of music and I say oh you gotta listen to it and then you mm-hmm. tell me I don't know mm-hmm. right and then uh, we'd probably go from there maybe we'll grab a drink after that sure or I already have one and we'll cheers and I'll ask him how what about him okay yep. I like that um next question sure yep and then we'll hit it home with a what did you learn today and this is kind of our question that's simple to the point it's just today what did you learn from the time that you woke up to right now? Uh-huh. Um, we love the golden nugget of the day. So what would be a little tidbit that you've learned today? little tidbit I learned today. Man, I learned a lot. <laughs> That's, That's always good. Nah, always good. Uh, <laughs> Carry sure? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm very impressed. Like, shout out to you guys, Back Pocket, for having me. Mm-hmm. Um, questions are, uh, I learned a little bit about myself, I guess. You know, being able to answer questions about... It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's different. Do you it's ever different. get interviewed like this? I have before, but okay. like in, but in person, like, like not like this. Yeah, I yeah, never had to right. sing a sweet child of mine before. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things we've learned is when we get interviewed, it's a whole new ball game. Mm-hmm. Like interviewing people has become, we've become very accustomed yeah. and easy at that. I mean, that's what we do. It's just pretty much us throwing the ball in your court like yeah. repeatedly, and we don't really have to do much but listen. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then when people put the ball in our courts, when we get interviewed... Because we get interviewed all the time, you know. Because we get interviewed, yeah. Uh, it's different and it's it's fun, but at the same time, it's like, okay, that's a great question. How do, how am I how should I go about yeah. it? And when multiple people interview you, like when you do this process over and over again, it's so important to keep like that same message every time. Yep. Like, who is Moisa Gino? Who yeah. is the back pocket? Like, what are you about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like, if you are if you don't give that a lot of thought, then you just kind of come off as like scatterbrained and not a lot of people can pay attention to what exactly you are or what exactly you're trying to change Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so last plug we got ourselves a single coming out at the beginning of may first week of may yes sir that'll be on spotify we got the uh short film music video 
in the near future. Near future, yeah. And we have the London shows in June. Yep. Two shows in June. Yeah, and then coming back in Coming back in Minneapolis that summer. And, and we're going to have some fun. And we're going to have some fun. Awesome. <laughs> like All right, Moise, thank you so much for uh, coming and being with us. Thank you, guys. That was our interview with Moise Gino, St. Paul boy. Thank you for coming on. We love that experience. I mean, we just put ourselves in the most vulnerable state yet by singing. That's not my forte. I'm the complete opposite of a singer. I'm a podcaster. And that's just my vocal of tone of conversation, not any high-pitched or deep baritone voice. Not my forte. Deck, how was it for you? I think we crushed it. I okay. Mean, it's always good. Like, I, when we were in there, like, when we were talking to him, I wasn't sweating or anything. I mean, we were just in our natural element. The second we started singing, I was, like, pit stains, full sweat. like Red in the white, face. Red in the face. Like, and that, we were singing for, like, ten seconds. I, I was just overwhelmed. Um, but it was fun. It, it's always good stepping outside your boundaries and, you know, doing something different for once. So mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. Uh, but, yeah, let's get to this back end. It's a phenomenal back end, as always. Thank you for everyone that's made it this far. You guys are tier above the normal marketing interns. We finish with a question or a, uh, a feel-good story and a what did we learn. We'll start with the what did we learn. Andrew, what do you got for us? Um, so <clears throat> going back to the lab that we went to um, yesterday, the collectivism movement, we, we, we heard Eric Dayton talk. And he brought this great knowledge to me, to, to us, that I didn't really comprehend before, or I didn't know about. The Fortune 500 companies in Minnesota are the backbone of uh, the Twin Cities. And he compares the, those Fortune 500 companies to the Redwoods because they're so strong, stable, they've been there for a long time. And he's saying that, uh, there, and he made the point and made it known that there's not been a new Fortune 500 500 company established in Minnesota since 1971 when it was United Health. So where the Minnesota culture is um, relying on the United Health, the Best Buy, the Target, the uh, G- General uh, Electric, G- uh, General Mills, General Mills um, they're just relying on those probably too much. Yeah, and he's saying, and that was a really good message to the entrepreneurs is saying, hey, like, let's get another one, right? Let's get another one of those startups coming. Let's let's really push that agenda. Let's keep that in mind. Use that as a motivator because you never know when one of these can go. He says the startup life, the, um, the expected um, time you would be on the Fortune 500 list has gone from 50 years down to 40, down to 30, and now it's projected more around 10 years in 2018. So these Fortune 500, these Redwoods, per se, are not around for as long as people think, and the re- having to rely on them is not as consistent because of just the competitive market and how everything's coming along. Mm-hmm. So that's a big you know, uh, motivator for us as podcasters to just try and promote other brands and try and get those guys up to where they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then even uh, even with our own brand, I don't know if our, we'll ever be a Fortune 500, but Shoot we're not going yeah, to rule it out. Absolutely. Um, so what did I learn? That's a great one, by the way. Love that. Eric Dayton, by the way, um, hometown guy, grew up. His dad started Dayton's, which I'm pretty sure is like a food or something like that. And But he started the, the whole hashtag keep the, keep the North cold, which is really cool. So, Deck, let's transition in Dayton. To mine. Oh. Yeah, who's Dayton's? Dayton's is a department store chain. Yo, they're like a Macy's. That's right. Sears told me that. Yeah, so his dad started that, like, department chain. They've been really successful. And then now his, uh, Eric Dayton's own, has his own companies and really cool stuff. Anyways, what did I learn? I learned that uh, another thing, actually, Eric Dayton said was the, there's a good way to, um, because Minnesota, Minnesotans are always talking about the weather. This podcast, we talk about the weather all the time, but... Uh, people outside of Minnesota have a really negative connotation towards our cold weather. Eric Dayton spun this in a really positive way that I really enjoyed was, yeah, we have four seasons and each of them have positives and negatives about each of them, right? When it's in January and it's negative 10 outside and it's cold, it forces you to be gritty, man. It forces you to really hunker down and go outside. You really have to force yourself to enjoy it or force yourself to, you know, stay warm and, you know, survive almost. Mm-hmm. But you know, if we're not going through those kind of experiences, then we don't take, or then uh, we would be taking for granted the good weather, right? The summer, the sun, every everything that comes along with the spring. So I like how he was able to spin how each fall, winter, spring, and summer 
each um, kind of related to each other and basically kept us um, humble about the weather and really have made us enjoy every moment. Embracing it, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Eric Dayton just providing us the what did you learn this week. Thank you. Looking forward to having you on in the future because I know there's great possibility about that. Uh, trapping the puck on that and transition to our last segment, a feel-good story. This one hits home. It's, it makes us happy. I know it makes a lot of moviegoers happy and the moviegoer marketing interns happy. Um, Dolby Theaters. This past Thursday, Deck, Gamiel, Mark Amick, Maddie C., and I all went to the Avengers premiere and... Xfinity uh, Wars, right? Xfinity Wars. No, Infinity Wars. Xfinity's <laughs> Comcast <laughs> company. <laughs> Avengers Infinity War. Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars, yeah. And we saw it in Dolby Theater. I didn't know what Dolby Theater was. Gamiel did the purchase of the tickets. I just Venmoed him. We walked in. The ticket guy goes, yeah, you're in Dolby. we like, what? What, what the hell's Dolby? What's a Dolby? Is, <laughs> is this Dolby me? Is that an orange? Is this is Dolby? Is yeah. this Harry Potter? What's going on? We walk in, and uh, phenomenal. Absolutely. I'm all in on Dolby. And yeah. I only will see movies in Dolby now. now. Let's not mention that we bought the tickets like the day of, and then we also sat front row. And these are like the lounge chair, so the Dolby Theater has the lounge chairs, and mm-hmm. so we're like fully reclined, looking up this bigger than normal screen, and you're, we were just staring up the whole time, and your eyes are, you're so locked in the whole time. It's an action so movie, much right? Going all so all yeah, everything's going on left and right, so your your pan, your like eyes are just going all over the screen, and your front row, bananas. Made the movie that much better. Fantastic movie. I recommend going to see it. Yeah. And let's not forget that when you're in the chairs and, like, there's loud crashes, booms, stuff like that, you, like, feel it in your chair. There's, like, the sound is so loud that it vibrates your chair from, like, one side to the other. It just feels like you're, like, in there, you know, Spider-Man. It was almost 4D. All the boys, yeah. It was crazy. It was a wild time. Made me feel great, though. And I hope it made you guys feel great because, and you guys should definitely go and see the movie. We won't do it. We're not a spoiler podcast. No. We're not going to talk about it. But we hope you guys have a phenomenal week. We hope you guys have a great time at the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. Uh, live free and prosper. Live, like, enjoy the weather now, right? We just made it through this whole time. You know, if you're not even from Minnesota, just enjoy it. Don't take it for granted. Don't take anything from granted. See you guys next week. Take care. Take care. Take care.